The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Interesting people, relatable stories, relevant, topical. This is 630 Chad Afternoons with Jaylen Nye. Good afternoon, 205 on this Wednesday edition of 6.30 Chad Afternoons. My name is Jayla Nye, a busy day in the news and lots to get to today. But first, um, it's it's been making news uh, for the past number of hours. The transcript of U.S. President Donald Trump's conversation with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has been released. And according to the five-page memo uh, summarizing the July 25th call, the president repeatedly prodded Ukraine's new leader to work with Rudy Giuliani and the U.S. Attorney General to investigate Democratic political rival Joe Biden. Now, reaction has been coming in steadily since this memo was released a couple of hours ago. We are expecting to hear from U.S. President Donald Trump in uh, just moments. We will take you to that news conference when it happens. So the Democrats, uh, well, again, this conversation, just uh, one piece of a whistleblower's complaint made in mid-August, and the complaint is central to that impeachment inquiry announced yesterday by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. You heard that right here on 630 Ched. Uh, The Democrats are saying the call was a shakedown. They are calling it, describing it mafia-like. The president saying it was a nothing call, and he did nothing wrong. Now, I can tell you this afternoon... um, uh, President uh, Ukraine, uh, President Zelensky, uh, was asked about it today as well, and he said it was a normal call where he and Trump discussed many things. We had, uh, I think, good uh, phone call. It was normal. We spoke about many things, and I, so, so I think, and you read it that nobody pushed it, pushed me. Yes. In other words, no pressure. So, again, that was Ukraine President Zelensky speaking there. So, again, this probe focuses partly on whether Trump abused his presidential powers and sought help from a foreign government to undermine Democratic foe Joe Biden and help his own re-election. Now, Nancy Pelosi saying yesterday that actions like that would mark a betrayal of his oath of office and went on to declare that no one is above the law. Trump has acknowledged temporarily freezing 400 million in military aid for Ukraine, but denied it was leverage for information on the Bidens. Again, we're waiting for U.S. President Trump to take the podium, believing he's still in uh, in New York. Um, so the transcript of Trump's conversation with Ukrainian President uh, Zelensky, as I mentioned, released earlier today. And in it, the president repeatedly prodded Ukraine's new leader to work with Giuliani and U.S. Attorney General to investigate Joe Biden. Uh, The memo also shows that the president made reference to the private security firm that was investigated, uh, that investigated Russia's hack of the DNC servers during the 2016 election. Now, Trump suggests that Ukraine may be in the possession of that email server, although it's unclear what he was referring to. Uh, Again, Donald Trump saying that there was no pressure whatsoever when he spoke with Ukraine's leader. leader. Um, Others are saying the Democrats are calling it a, a shakedown, that it was 
mafia-like. Again, we're waiting to hear from U.S. President Donald Trump about this today. It's 2.09. Um, Kellen, how about we take a quick break here when we come back? Hopefully, uh, President Trump will have taken the podium and we can get that to you right away. So again, we're waiting to hear from U.S. President uh, Trump today. Um, he is uh, about to take the podium regarding the um, the memo uh, that was released today about that phone call with uh, Ukraine uh, with uh, with uh, the uh, with Ukraine's new president from earlier this year. So, if you want to break down on kind of what happened this afternoon, here is uh, here it is in a nutshell. As House Democrats move forward with a formal impeachment inquiry into President Donald Trump, the White House Wednesday released the summary of the president's July 25th call with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. The five-page document shows that Trump repeatedly asked Zelensky to investigate whether former Vice President Joe Biden shut down an investigation into a company where his son worked. In the call summary, Trump tells Zelensky that, quote, the United States has been very, very good to Ukraine. Zelensky thanks him for his support in the area of defense and says Ukraine is ready to buy more weapons from the U.S. Trump responds, quote, I would like you to do us a favor, though, and goes on to list investigations he'd like to see. Trump, there's a lot of talk about Biden's son, that Biden stopped the prosecution, and a lot of people want to find out about that. So whatever you can do with the attorney general would be great. Biden went around bragging that he stopped the prosecution. So if you could look into it, it sounds horrible to me. Also in that call, the president mentioned that Ukrainian officials could work with his attorney, Rudy Giuliani, and his attorney general, William Barr. Later, Trump says, quote, I will have Mr. Giuliani give you a call, and I'm also going to have Attorney General Barr call, and we will get to the bottom of it. I'm sure you will figure it out. In response, on Wednesday, the House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler called on Attorney General Barr to recuse himself from any probes on this very issue. Democrat Adam Schiff, the House Intelligence Chair, said he was shocked the White House would put something this damning out. This is how a mafia boss talks. What have you done for us? We've done so much for you, but there's not much reciprocity. I have a favor I want to ask you. And what is that favor? Of course, the favor is to investigate his political rival. Uh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Trump on Wednesday defended the call. There was no pressure. The way you had that built up, that call, it was going to be the call from hell. It turned out to be a nothing call. Uh, underwhelming. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham also wasn't impressed. From my point of view, to impeach any president over a phone call like this would be insane. But Republican Senator Mitt Romney had a different take. If the president of the United States uh, asks or presses the leader of a foreign country to carry out an investigation of a political nature, uh, that's troubling. It was revelations that Trump asked a foreign country to help probe his political rival and may have halted military aid as leverage that prompted many House members this week to come out in favor of impeachment. The call is reportedly featured in a whistleblower complaint that Trump's acting director of national intelligence on the advice of the Justice Department, which is headed by William Barr, has refused to hand over to Congress. That was the final straw for House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. The actions taken to date by the president have seriously violated the Constitution. Therefore, today, I'm announcing the House of Representatives moving forward with an official impeachment inquiry. The White House Wednesday said it would release the whistleblower's complaint. But even if the House ultimately voted to impeach Trump, it's unlikely to end in his removal from office. Republicans hold a slim majority in the Senate, where a two-thirds majority would need to vote to convict. 
So in a, in a nutshell, a slightly convoluted nutshell, uh, what has happened over the past number of months and specifically over the past 24 hours. Again, uh, we're waiting to hear from U.S. President Trump, who is uh, about to speak to the media in New York. Uh, he has said, you know, uh, emphatically that there was no pressure whatsoever when he spoke with Ukraine's leader about working with Giuliani uh, and the U.S. Attorney General to investigate Democratic political rival Joe Biden. He says this impeachment inquiry is, quote, the single greatest witch hunt in American history. Uh, and again, went on to say that the call turned out to be a nothing, a nothing call. Now, Joe Biden today is saying that President Trump not only has compromised national security, but mounted a, quote, direct attack on the independence of the Justice Department. Uh, Biden says Trump's, Trump put personal politics above U.S. national security interests by soliciting a foreign leader's help in damaging one of the U.S. president's domestic political rivals. Biden is, of course, a leading candidate for the Democratic presidential nomination in 2020. And, of course, you know from listening to 6.30, Ched, that House Democrats have opened an impeachment inquiry into uh, into Trump's request. I can tell you this afternoon that uh, Democratic uh, or Democrat Chuck uh, Schumer, who is the Senate minority leader, reacted to that memo. Uh, he's saying that it is um, that the allegations raised by the phone call even worse than the allegations outlined in the Mueller report. In this telephone conversation, the President of the United States made an extraordinary request to the President of Ukraine to investigate Trump's political opponent and aid President Trump's re-election campaign. Does anyone think this conversation was in the national interest or was it in the President's personal political interest? Let me repeat. Do any of my Republican colleagues think this phone call reflects a president pursuing the national interest or was he pursuing his own political ambitions? Every Republican, every one of them, needs to answer this question. Senator Sherbert. Senator, uh, we really discuss the possibility of an impeachment for during the Russia investigations. But now you are on these uh, Ukraine allegations. What's categorically different and why did that? Uh, the president, the president is directly involved here. It's pretty clear what has happened. And I think this, as bad as the other stuff was, this is even worse. Okay, so that, uh, of course, was Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, Democrat, um, in uh, reaction to that uh, memo, that five-page memo, which was uh, released earlier today. We are expecting, we're waiting on... Uh, President Trump to speak in New York regarding uh, this memo. can tell you that uh, the Ukrainian President uh, Volodymyr Zelensky has said that no one pushed him. You can read the full transcript that was released. It's about five pages long. You can just Google it and and uh, and find it there. The document 
does show Trump uh, asking Zelensky to, quote, do us a favor by investigating Biden, his son, Hunter. Uh, Trump urged uh, Zelensky to talk to Attorney General William Barr about uh, the matter. So um, as you just heard, as I mentioned, Biden is saying that Trump put personal politics ahead of uh, U.S. national security interests. And as we wait for the president to take the stage to respond to the criticisms, to the comments that have been made today following the release of this memo, which he said, yeah, yesterday, I will release it. No problem. We will do it. And here it is. Again, you can Google it and you can find it. uh, You can find it there. So when it comes to impeachment uh, and the impeachment process, it is a quite convoluted uh, process. There have been only two presidents in uh, U.S. history that have been impeached by the House of Representatives, Andrew Johnson and Bill Clinton. Neither, though, was removed from office. Uh, of course, you're thinking, oh, what about you know Richard Nixon? What happened there? Well, uh, Richard Nixon resigned amid an impeachment inquiry in 1974. He is the only president to have resigned. So um, a lot of folks think that uh, Nixon was impeached, but he wasn't. Um, The uh, House Judiciary Committee approved articles of impeachment for Nixon in 1974. But Nixon, you'll remember that famous news conference, uh, he resigned prior to a House vote on those uh, impeachment charges. Uh, It's 2.21 on the 6.30 Ched uh, afternoon news. Um, The president, uh, we were expecting to hear from him about 20 minutes ago. Um, producer Chris Brettlinger-Grant joining me in studio this afternoon. We're just waiting to hear from Donald Trump. We are monitoring all the feeds right now. We have uh, the entire situation room <laughs> behind me, Theatre of the Mind there, Chedville. But uh, really interesting to see what Trump comes out and says. He hasn't really been this late for previous press conferences. I know that the people tuning into live streams around the world probably hasn't been to this magnitude <laughs> for a White House press conference. But it's a little surprising that the White House put out notice of this press conference. Now, here we are at 2.22 mm-hmm. p.m. Mountain Time. The president hasn't come out yet. So no. wondering what's going on behind the scenes. We're monitoring the situation. A lot of journalists up and around the podium. So any number of things could happen from the president. I think that, at least in our newsroom, there was a consensus of, you know, oh, it's a witch hunt, continue a crazy Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer grasping at straws sort of thing. But I'm starting to wonder if there isn't something a little bit more here. I don't think resignation is an option, Mm. but something a little bit out of the ordinary, even from Donald Trump today, wouldn't so. surprise me. I, I, uh, I'm expecting, um, you know, Donald Trump to come out swinging and uh, being uh, bombastic and 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 being the Donald Trump that we have seen. So that himself, has, yeah, th- <laughs> just to, to to be himself again. He has he has stated, and he is he is firm in his comments, saying, you know, quote, there was no pressure whatsoever. Um, I will I will. Rel- released this memo and has done so um, saying that it's a he's saying that it's a witch hunt that uh, there's nothing wrong with what is what has happened here um, hey I'm not a politician I'm a talk show host I don't know how things work behind the scenes uh, you know when it, it comes to 
negotiating things, but I'm thinking that if uh, one person is putting pressure on another person to do something that could violate or does violate uh, rules and regulations, we have we have a different story here. I found it interesting that um, the House Leader uh, Pelosi went ahead with starting the process for impeachment without having seen um, this memo. And I yes. think a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, you better have your ducks in a row yes. on this one. The question is, do they have their ducks in the row? Because the Republicans are, you know, pretty much, you know, uh, staying along the Republic Par- Republic- Republican Party line saying, oh, it's, you know, much ado about nothing. The Democrats, you've heard from as well, saying again, yeah, it was mafia-like, you know, whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens here. Let's take a quick break. We'll take a quick break here. We'll come back again. We're waiting to hear from Donald Trump speaking in New York uh, this afternoon in re- in response to the five-page memo. That conversation between him and the Ukrainian president, the new Ukrainian president from earlier this summer. U.S. President Trump is speaking outside of the United Nations right now. We'll go to him live. UAE, Chile, Colombia, Ecuador, and Peru. Other than that, we weren't too busy over the last three days. And unfortunately, the press doesn't even cover it. You know, we have we've made some fantastic deals like with Japan for farmers. We have a tremendous trade deal with uh, Japan, and uh, that doesn't get covered because you waste your time on nonsense. The PMI manufacturers index uh, is has gone substantially up, which was an incredible. Larry Cudlow, wherever you may be. Larry, please stand up. Uh, he just gave me these numbers. Uh, and existing new home sales are uh, through the roof. Just came out. Oil prices have gone down ever since the Saudi Arabia incident, and they've gone down very substantially, so we have plenty of oil. Uh, but those numbers were surprising to you, Larry, and the extent of the increase. Is that a correct statement? So thank you, Larry Cudlow. Um, we uh, think we'll make this little announcement to you because important, uh, you know, the so-called whistleblower, the one that didn't have any first class or first-rate or uh, second-tier information, from what I understand. You'll have to figure that out for yourself. Uh, But I've spoken with leader Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans, many of them, and we were going to do this anyway, but I've informed them, all of the House members, that I fully support transparency on the so-called whistleblower information, even though it was supposedly secondhand information, which is sort of interesting. Um, And other things have come out about the whistleblower that are also maybe even more interesting, but also insist on transparency from Joe Biden and his son Hunter on the millions of dollars that have been quickly and easily taken out of Ukraine and China. Millions of dollars, millions and millions of dollars taken out very rapidly while he was vice president. And I think they should have transparency for that. I've informed the leader about that. And 
Additionally, I demand transparency from Democrats who went to Ukraine and attempted to force the new president, who I met and is an outstanding person who just met a little while ago. Some of you were there. I think he's going to be outstanding. He got elected on the basis of corruption. He wants to end corruption in Ukraine, and I think that's great. But they went there and they wanted to force the new president to do things that they wanted under the form of political threat. They threatened him if he didn't do things. Now, that's what they're accusing me of, but I didn't do it. I didn't threaten anybody. In fact, the press was asking questions of the president of Ukraine, and he said, no pressure. I used the word pressure. I think he used the word push, but he meant pressure, but it's the same thing. No push, no pressure, no nothing. It's all a hoax, hoax. It's all a big hoax. And the sad thing about this hoax is that we work so hard with all of these countries. And I mean, really hard. This has been, I've been up from early in the morning to late in the evening and meeting with different countries, all for the good of our country. And the press doesn't even cover all of this. And it's disappear. It's really disappointing also to those countries that are with us and spend so much time with us. So we want transparency. We've informed Kevin McCarthy about transparency, and we said vote for it. So I think you'll have close to 100 percent of the Republican votes, I hope. And they got almost no attention. But in May, CNN reported that Senators Robert Menendez, Richard Durbin, and Patrick Leahy wrote a letter to Ukraine's prosecutor general expressing concern at the closing of four investigations they said were critical. In the letter, they implied that their support for U.S. assistance to Ukraine was at stake, and that if they didn't do the right thing, they wouldn't get any assistance. Gee, doesn't that sound familiar? Doesn't that sound familiar? And Chris Murphy, who I've been dealing with on guns, you know, so nice. He's always, oh, no, we want to work it out. We want to work it out. But they're too busy wasting their time on, on the witch hunt. So Senator Chris Murphy literally threatened the president of Ukraine that if he doesn't do things right, they won't have Democrat support in Congress. So you're going to look all of this up. One other thing, I'm just going off certain uh, notes and uh, elements of what we've been doing over the last three days, but this just came up a few minutes ago. The Amazon Washington Post just put out a fake article that acting director of national intelligence, Joseph McGuire, who I've gotten to know, and he's a tough cookie, and I was surprised, I was shocked to hear this, was going to quit blaming the White House for something that they wouldn't let him talk openly, freely. And I was shocked because I know Joe and he's tough, tough guy. And I was really surprised to hear he was going to quit before I could even either talk to him or talk to anybody else. He put out a statement. I, I didn't speak to Joe yet. But he said, at no time have I considered resigning my position. In other words, the story in The Washington Post was a fake. At no time have I considered resigning my position since assuming this role on August 16th, 2019. I have never quit anything in my life, and I am not going to start now. 
I'm committed to leading the intelligence community to address the diverse and complex threats facing our nation. That's from the acting director of national intelligence, a very good man, Joseph McGuire. So we're having a great period of time. Our country is the strongest it's ever been economically. Our numbers are phenomenal. Wilbur, thank you, and Larry, everybody. The numbers are phenomenal. Our economy is the strongest in the world. We're the largest economy in the world. Had my opponent won, we would be second right now, because China was catching us so rapidly, we would have been second by this time. And unless somebody does a very poor job as president, we're going to be first for a long way, because we've picked up trillions and trillions of dollars in value and worth of our country, and China has lost trillions and trillions of dollars and millions of jobs and their supply chain. And they want to make a deal. This year, America came to the United Nations stronger than we have ever been before. Since my election, the United States has not only brought our economy to a level that we have never seen, the most jobs that we've ever had. You know, you've heard me say it many times, African-American, Asian-American, Hispanic-American, the best unemployment numbers we've ever had and the most and best employment numbers, 160 million, very close to that number in jobs. We've never been anywhere close. Wages are up and inequality is down. Something that people don't like writing about, but wages are up. I used to speak during the campaign and I talk about wages where people were making less money three years ago than they were making 21 years ago, 22 years ago, and they'd have two, two jobs and three jobs. So when I say three years ago, I'm talking into the area sometime prior to the election. And they were doing very badly, and now, for the first time in many years, wages are up, and employment is up, and unemployment is down, and it's a beautiful thing to watch. In a week of active and ambitious diplomacy here at the United Nations, America renewed our friendships. We advanced our values greatly and made clear to everyone that the United States will always defend our citizens. To promote prosperity, I met with Prime Minister Boris Johnson at length, the United Kingdom, continuing our discussions on a magnificent new bilateral trade deal so we'll see what happens with respect to Brexit. But I suspect we'll have a fantastic deal with the UK. It should be much bigger than it has been over the last number of years, over the last 20 years, frankly. It should be a much bigger deal. That's true with many countries. We're going to have much bigger trade deals with a lot of countries that have a opportunity to come. And they all want to do business with the United States, especially now. Earlier today, I stood alongside Prime Minister Abe of Japan, a friend of mine, a great gentleman, had a great re-election. And we signed a terrific new trade deal, which tremendously helps our farmers and ranchers and technology. Uh, the technology companies are um, really big beneficiaries. We also held very productive conversations with leaders of Pakistan, India, and many other nations are achieving stronger ties of fair and reciprocal trade. And with respect to Pakistan and India, we talked about Kashmir. 
And whatever help I can be, I said, I offered, whether it's arbitration or mediation or whatever it has to be, I'll do whatever I can because they're at very serious odds right now, and hopefully that'll get better. Uh, you look at the two gentlemen heading those two countries, two good friends of mine. I said, fellas, work it out. Just work it out. Those are two nuclear countries. They've got to work it out. This week, we also made incredible strides on national security. With President Duda of Poland, we signed a joint declaration. Even listening to U.S. President uh, Donald Trump speaking amid that Ukraine call controversy, um, he took the podium and um, uh, told reporters that he has informed uh, GOP leader Kevin McCarthy and all Republicans in the House that he fully supports transparency on this whistleblower information, but went on to say that he also insists on transparency from Joe Biden and uh, his son Hunter and goes on, and you can read it on his Twitter account, actually, uh, but it was on the millions of dollars that he claims were taken out of China during, uh, during uh, that was done, that was taken out of Ukraine and China. Uh, additionally, I demand transparency from Democrats that went to Ukraine and attempted to force the new president to do things that they wanted under the form of political threat. So he has been talking about kind of in and out about this whistleblower complaint about the uh, the Ukraine call controversy, mixing it in on um, you know uh, things that uh, he believes, and uh, the Republicans are saying that. Um, you know that uh, America is a is a is a better country right now. Talking about wages being up, being about talking about the economy, um, calling all of this a hoax, and saying that it's uh, been um, so sad to watch all the good work that they've done over the past uh, few days at the United Nations not get any coverage uh, at all. It's just been focusing on this uh, this controversy. We'll head back now to U.S. President Donald Trump. Uh... Every once in a while, they go after somebody else's. They haven't gone after us yet. If they do, they've got big problems. But we have very few boats going over there. They were saying the other day, they've never attacked an American boat. I'm not asking for trouble, but if they do, they know they have far bigger trouble. But then they said, but you know, we don't see very many American boats over here anymore. This week also brought extraordinary progress to nations of our own hemisphere. In recent days, we've achieved historic asylum cooperation agreements with El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras. We were with El Salvador today. A great young gentleman became the president. He's strong and tough, and he's taking care of crime. He was really something today. I was very impressed with him. And likewise with Honduras, who we met, uh, we signed a cooperation agreement with both and also with Guatemala. We're working with our partners in Central America to ensure that asylum seekers can pursue relief as close to their home countries as possible. That'll make a tremendous difference at our southern border. And Mexico, I have to say, President Lopez Obrador has been outstanding and an outstanding partner and he's doing a great job in Mexico. Uh, the cartels are way down, and uh, the numbers, our secretary is here now, the numbers are way down, way, way down. And uh, we're doing that without the help of Congress, meaning the Democrats in Congress, who won't give us a single vote to take care of loopholes. We have loopholes that are so horrible 
and it would be so easy to fix. And they know they should be fixed, but they don't want to do it because they don't want to give Trump any credit. Because it's all about the election. That's all they care about. They don't care about our country. They care about the election. And the sad part is, with all of the tremendous work that we've done this weekend, whether it's Secretary Mnuchin or Secretary Pompeo, who had some outstanding, outstanding meetings, with all of this tremendous work that we've done, uh, the press doesn't even cover it. And the Democrats did this hoax during the United Nations week. It was perfect. Because this way, it takes away from these tremendous achievements that we're taking care of doing, uh, that we're involved in, in New York City at the United Nations. So that was all planned, like everything else. It was all planned. And the witch hunt continues. But they're getting hit hard on this witch hunt because when they look at the information, it's a joke. Impeachment for that? When you have a wonderful meeting or you have a wonderful phone conversation, I think you should ask. We actually, you know, that was the second conversation. I think you should ask for the first conversation also. I can't believe they haven't, although I heard there's a, there's a rumor out they want the first conversation. It was beautiful. It was just a perfect conversation. But I think you should do that. I think you should do. And I think you should ask for VP Pence's conversation because he had a couple of conversations also. I could save you a lot of time. They were all perfect. Nothing was mentioned of any import other than congratulations. But the word is that they're going to ask for the first phone conversation. Uh, you can have it anytime you need it. And also Mike Pence's conversations, which were, I think, one or two of them. They were perfect. They were all perfect. Uh, it's very sad what the Democrats are doing to this country. They're dividing. They're belittling. They're demeaning our country. So many leaders came up to me today and they said, sir, You've been listening to U.S. President Donald Trump. Um, he's been at the podium for, I don't know, 20 minutes or so, um, speaking amid that uh, that Ukraine call controversy. And and again, um, there were questions um, of whether or not, uh, excuse me, whether or not, um, well, there's there's this whistleblower complaint that was made in mid-August, and that is uh, that complaint is central to the impeachment inquiry that was announced uh, yesterday by House Speaker Nancy uh, Pelosi. Now, uh, the memo was released today, and uh, the transcript of Trump's conversation with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky was released earlier today. And according to this five-page memo, uh, the president repeatedly prodded Ukraine's new leader to work with Rudy Giuliani and the U.S. Attorney General to investigate Democratic political rival Joe Biden. During his uh, speech this afternoon, he said uh, he has asked, he has asked um, uh, all Republicans um, uh, or told them that he fully supports transparency on this information, but also is insisting on transparency from Joe Biden and his son Hunter went on to claim that the Democrats have uh, had put uh, undue pressure on the on the Ukraine uh, president as well. That they went there saying that he uh, that they threatened the Ukrainian president to do things um, and uh, and want that investigated as well. He says all of this is a hoax. And said it's been uh, very 
upsetting given the fact uh, that all the work that they have done over the past couple of days at the UN and uh, this is what's getting attention. Uh, let's just head back for a second, see what he's uh, talking about now. They said this is the wall, sir. This would be the best. We have the panels on top, which are anti-climb panels. I don't know if you know. Okay, he's talking the about the border top. wall. It's 2.50. Let's take a break here on uh, the 6.30 Chet Afternoons. So to recap, uh, U.S. President Trump's uh, news conference, which has been uh, going on for about a half an hour now, fielding some questions right now from reporters. We'll uh, grab some of those clips for you. We'll sprinkle them in throughout the afternoon. We're not done with this topic today, to say the least. Of course, we'll have the very latest during the 6.30 Ched News. But uh, President Trump saying the diplomacy he conducted this week is being overshadowed by that conversation in which he urged Ukraine's president to investigate Democratic political rival Joe Biden. Trump telling reporters at a news conference that he met with nearly 20 different world leaders during three days in New York and signed a partial trade agreement with Japan. That's how he opened his news conference. But he says instead of covering those topics, journalists chose to waste their time covering nonsense Trump is referring to reports that he pressured Ukraine's leader to investigate Biden. The White House has released a rough transcript of the July conversation in which Trump repeatedly asks the Ukrainian president to open an investigation. Trump says that was uh, not the only phone conversation that he'd had with the Ukrainian leader. I think you should ask. We actually, you know, that was the second conversation. I think you should ask for the first conversation also. I can't believe they haven't, although I heard there's a, there's a rumor out they want the first conversation. It was beautiful. It was just a perfect conversation. But I think you should do that. I think you should do, and I think you should ask for VP Pence's conversation because he had a couple of conversations also. I could save you a lot of time. They're all perfect. Ukrainian President Zelensky saying uh, no one pushed him. Uh, Trump says there was no push, no pressure, no nothing. The Democrats calling it um, the call in question, describing it as a shakedown, like a mafia boss, mafia-like.